With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Everybody and welcome to a brand new and oh so live edition of on to the next one on the Sunday, February 13th, 2022. And for those who watch the wonderful game of American football, yes, it is Super Bowl Sunday. The big game goes down later on today between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, as a unit here at MMA Fighting, we are rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals for our good pal and colleague Damon Martin. But we are here to do some matchmaking. For some of the notable names coming out of UFC 271 last night in Houston, Texas. And we appreciate all of you wonderful people joining us this morning. I'm sure a lot of you are sleep deprived after a memorable evening in Houston. I am Mike Heck. And as you can see, joining me, as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, and the Prince of Positivity, Mr. Alexander K. Lee. Good morning, AK. How are you, sir? Good morning, Mr. Michael, my best friend. Uh, I'm a, Man, I'm excited. I'm in a good mood. I thought that... Saturday's show was fantastic. Uh, like you said, we're pumped up. Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, we're very pumped up for our boy, Damon Martin. Go Bengals. Hashtag Eternal Flame. Why did this Eternal Flame? Does no one care? Does no one make this Bengals, Bengals connection? Am I the only one making this joke? I should check on Twitter. Someone has to be else has to be doing this. But uh, yes, hopefully. Apologies for all, for all our uh, West Coast Rams fans out there. But uh, we had MMA fighting, most of us, rooting for the uh, Bengals, which would just be absolutely freaking insane and also a very good time for uh, David Martin. But uh, we're not here to talk about the Super Bowl entirely, are we, Mike? Because we got a hell of a show. Yes, we have a lot to get to. There are so many submissions. I'm sure we're going to get a bunch more in the comment section. So if you have matchmaking ideas, leave them in here. We'll try to get to as many as we can. I have a feeling this is going to be a, just a, a crazy show because there's just a lot going on. So let's get right into this thing. And let's talk about, AK, Israel Adesanya's successful title defense over Robert Whitaker. Close fight, right? Much more competitive this time around. Whitaker fought well 
just not enough out of him to sway any of the judges in his favor. Although I certainly thought, and I predicted this from Jump Street, we were going to take a trip to Split Decision City. We're going to see something weird and crazy considering they were in Texas. And we did see some very weird scorecards throughout the night. Good win for Izzy. A lot of people may not have been super high on the performance. I was because it's just so difficult to defend these titles over and over again against these fighters who are going to bring their absolute best to them. But Adesani gets title defense number four. He says it's number five because of the interim title thing. I don't think that argument would ever hold up in court, but this seems easy, right? AK Jared Cannonier viciously knocks out Derek Brunson earlier in the night. We're knocking two names off of the board right away. Are we not? Yeah, that's an easy one. It's, it's, it's definitely malpractice. If, uh, if they do anything, but that, uh, Jerry Kanier has been a good company guy. Other than uh, 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 shouting out on live television, uh, I, I'm broke as I'm broke as f or whatever he said <laughs> after one of his wins. I'm sure, uh, yeah, he didn't get punished for that. I'm sure the UFC didn't love the optics of that situation. But he's an exciting fighter. He gets knockouts. I don't know. I, I know everyone's saying, oh, whatever. He's just going to be the next, you know, next one to get knocked down by Izzy. But look, this is how champions are made. This is how championship runs uh, are made. And if people want to see him someday, I know a lot of people are talking about it, you know, reach the legacy of an Anderson Silva, uh, come close to that 10 straight title defenses. Again, even if you do the Adesanya math, he's only halfway there. Five more championship wins is a long way to go. I'm skeptical that he makes it, but if he if he is going to make it, he needs fresh challengers. That's exactly what Jared Cannonier is. So uh, I, I think Jared Cannonier is a legitimate threat. Uh, of course, I would pick uh, Adesanya. I think he'd probably be pretty heavy favorite opening probably like minus 250 maybe minus 300 by fight night i, I don't know i just don't know if there's a lot of faith in kenanir uh which is strange because i think he's done a great job and everything you can do to uh to earn that so yeah easy work for us easy work for the listeners i think for the most part pretty sure that's the direction everyone was heading in other than a few uh odd, odd suggestions we'll get to later but adisanya versus jared kenanir whenever they're ready to go ufc just just put it together yeah, I mean, is this fight going to get everybody fired up? Is this going to be the casual fight fans kind of a middleweight title fight? Probably not. But when you have the type of performance that Cannonier had last night, the promo he cut after the fact, you just don't need to be too cute or creative with this one since it's it fell in your lap. It's easy peasy. So you just go ahead and book this fight. Adesani's wanted it for a while. He just signed a new deal. You want to make the man happy, you go ahead and give him this fight. It, Adesani wants this fight to happen in June. That's four months away, and we've seen Cannonier maybe a time or two make that kind of turnaround, but normally it's like five, six months, even more, before he turns around and gets back in there. But a lot of times he's dealing with different injuries and trying to heal up, but I don't know if he'll, I don't know if he'll want to turn around that quick because he might only get one shot at this thing. Does he want to just turn right around in, in June? I don't really know, but June, August, whenever, that fight is likely going to happen, barring anything absolutely insane, but... On the flip side, a little more a little more of a difficult matchmaking decision, AK, because we have Robert Whitaker, who, even though he lost, I still think he's the second best middleweight on planet Earth. He's kind of in that Colby Covington-esque position where if the champion wasn't in the picture, he'd probably have the belt right now. And I've said it many times before. It's Izzy. A couple of notches down from there is Whitaker. And then, like, Several notches down from there. With all due respect, you got the Vittoris, you got the Cannoneers, etc. So this is more of a selfish pick for Whitaker. I really want to see the fight between him and Marvin Vittori. I think it makes sense right now. This can easily headline a fight night. 
yeah, you could do the Brunson rematch. Sure, both guys are coming off of losses. It's seemingly Brunson's final fight, if what he says is actually true. You could do the Strickland fight. I see a lot of comments for that. There's a lot of options, but I just I really want to see that battle for the number two spot between Whitaker and Vittori. What say you? Yeah, uh, you, I mean, and you look, you're right about the notches, and you're not speaking in hypotheticals because uh, Whitaker was the champion when Israel Adesanya wasn't in the picture, right? Before Israel became, before Izzy came to the UFC, Whitaker was the champion. So we know this. Uh, Colby Covington, unfortunately, did not have that luxury. Uh, him and Usman have been in the UFC pretty much for the same time for the most part, and Usman got to the belt first, making sure that uh, Covington would never actually get his hands on it despite some re really strong performances in championship fights. Uh, and 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 we also know Whitaker is, like you said, uh, Whitaker and uh, Izzy are leagues above because Whitaker fought Kenanier and has beaten him. So, again, it's not a hypothetical to say, like, oh, how, well, how much better is Whitaker than Kenanier? Well, we know. They fought and, and Whitaker won. So, uh, yes, the, the clear 1A one, one and 1B one or even 1 and 2, uh, he is – pretty uh is he pretty clearly above whitaker uh and, and again I, I i keep telling people like that i don't think that main event was like deserves to be that criticized or, or adesanya's strategy because like we said whitaker is so clearly a step above everyone else and that is like one of the maybe the best or like the 90 percent version of robert whitaker that we got and it's still and 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 Edison yes still controlled the fight. So that's how good he is. That's how good Whitaker is. That's how high quality that main event was, even if it was light on like thrilling moments and the highlights and things like that. So I understand. I understand why people, you know, didn't love it. Um, I, I did go with the Brunson rematch only because I've been pushing for Vittori Strickland pretty hard. I think I've probably mentioned it on more than one show. They are friends, but I think they'd put that aside if it was like a, a good main event opportunity, a title shot was promised, something like that it would be promised to Strickland, not to Vittori. Um but I don't think it'd be unreasonable to see in the fight. So I've been pushing for that hard. I can't go back on it yet. Yeah, I think a Whitaker Vittori versus Vittori or a Strickland fight would be pretty fun. But because I've I've kind of I have that still uh, out there uh, in the Otno universe, I will have to go with uh, a Brunson rematch. The, the, the first fight was a while ago. Just kind of see want to see where both guys are. I want to see where Brunson is after taking a loss like this because his confidence was through the roof. Very tough loss to take. I wonder um, how he would look and, and how motivated he would be. To you know, avenge a previous loss. I think he'd love to get the Whitaker fight back. So, the, I, I, I'm I'm happy going that direction. Man, Liam, you are just on another level today. What is going on here? Smile. It's Sunday, the, <laughs> the day of freedom, the day of the Lord is just brought. Uh, well, Liam, let's Liam, relax here. The whole, Liam is he is correct. The Covington he, comparison works, but he is I know, an interim. I, he is an interim champ. That's true. He was right. I didn't say champ. he never won the title. I said he that Whitaker is in a similar. Whitaker was the freaking world champion yes but i'm we saying right now they're yeah. in similar positions because if usman wasn't the welterweight champion covington would probably be the welterweight champion right now much like if adesanya wasn't the middleweight champion whitaker would probably be the middleweight champion and, That's and i think I'm saying i think most people would understand we mean undisputed well, as, as undisputed as you can be in combat sports undisputed because i mean i don't think anyone you know back then would say like oh well carlos condit was a champ at the same time as gsp i mean no he was the interim champ which is a great a great achievement but we don't we don't go around saying you know praising him for being like an all-time great champ he, he, he held he held a belt same with dustin Poirier, he held a belt there's a reason these guys you know people talk about them quote unquote not winning the big one which is always a kind of a bullcraft thing to say in sports but that is kind of how we measure success, right? The undisputed, you know, the undisputed title. So that's that's what we mean when we say champ. We're not going to clarify interim champ every time. Come on. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, just just, just a, a lot of different ideas here. And that's not, that's a pretty good position for Rob to be in. It's a pretty good position for the UFC to be in because people still want to see Robert fight and there's options for him. So let's move ahead to the MVP of the night and maybe the MVP of our hearts, AK. Ty <laughs> Tuivasa 
Never has the heartbreak of a collective group of MMA fans led to so many smiles because as much as we love Derek Lewis and it really hurt a lot of us and it sucked to see him getting knocked out the way that he got knocked out. If there is anybody to do it, it's Tai Tuivasa and what a showing it was for him. What a performance, what a chin that man has overcomes the early storm, took some bombs from Derek Lewis in that first round and then lands that elbow to put the black beast out. Huge win for Tai Tuivasa, absolutely massive, who is now a major player in the UFC's heavyweight division. If I said that to you a year ago, I don't think you would have believed me, AK. So now where do we go from the just absolutely surging Tai Tuivasa right now? Uh, I just want to say there's a comment from No Moss Porfavor saying, I knew Derek was getting destroyed. Guys, that's not called getting destroyed. I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of like, Lewis, like, oh, Lewis crapped the bed again. I'm like, Lewis was beating Tui Vasa's ass. I mean, there's no, I don't know how you explain uh, Tui Vasa surviving those flurries. I mean, there's a lot been said about him being like more mature, obviously being more focused, which I believe, which I do think is a key to his recent win streak. But there's no explaining, you know, how you survive those because he was uh, TKO'd or KO'd by um, Junior Dos Santos before. So he's lost. He's been finished by strikes. It's not like he's like invincible. So we've seen him get knocked out. I almost, I, I don't know how Lewis, again, couldn't land, quite land that kill shot. I think it's a credit again to Tuivasa's toughness. I think his awareness on defense. I think that's a reason why the referee was very smart, you know, and didn't even, I don't think even came close to stepping in. Um, Tuivasa was always intelligently defending himself. He was rocked, he was hurt, but he was, you know, but he was uh, always intelligently defending himself, excuse me. So, I, again, just an amazing, a really, really amazing outcome for him. Uh, but but he took a lot of damage in there, so super super tough. Um, I struggled with this one because there's this cluster at the top with Cyril Gan and Francis Ngannou and Steve Miocic, of course John Jones, presumably stepping in at some point. So I had to play it safe here and give Tuivasa the Curtis Blades Chris Dawkins winner. That's happening March 26th, so fairly soon. Uh, and then either of those guys presumably becomes the number one contender. Chris Dawkins would be weird, but I don't know. Maybe if he beats both those guys, he can he'll deserve it. Um, number one contender for uh, the interim or uh, what could soon be the undisputed title, depending how they handle the uh, the Francis situation. Uh, to answer Tristan's question here, uh, Derek Lewis is two and two in in the UFC. In Derek the UFC. has probably fought in Houston a million times in his come up, but in in the UFC, he's two and two. He's got a knockout win, uh, Victor Pesta. Knocked out win over Victor, Pe Victor Pesta. Wow, there's a name. He's, he's got the decision win over Alir Tifi, and then he's lost his, he's gotten finished in his last two to Cyril Gan and Tai Tuivasa. So, I mean, I, I was telling you about this off air, AK. If, mm -hmm. this, if, if we were living in the Bellator world, we would be getting ready for Tai Tuivasa versus Cyril Gan. That's Good. what we'd be preparing for. Good. That's what they would do because it would be the meritocratic way, right, AK? Rules, rule, yes. meritocracy, all that I stuff. I have no problem with it. That's what Bellator does. So when people complain about Bellator's matchmaking, and then they complain about the UFC's matchmaking when they say this guy deserves this and this guy deserves this, this is Bellator matchmaking. Th this is this is how we got Bader versus Congo too. Exactly. <laughs> but the UFC understands that from a business perspective, that would be a horrendous idea because you have a potential star in your hands. And while, yes, Tai Tuivasa could, could beat Cyril Gan because it's a fight. He'd probably have to land a big shot. Chances are stylistically that'd be an absolute nightmare. And let's be honest, it probably wouldn't be that fun to watch. It just wouldn't. So I'm going to stay away from that one. Although it would make sense on paper, 
I hate the idea of matching Tai Tuivasa versus Cyril Gaon. I couldn't dislike that anymore. And I'm kind of with you. I can't, like, this is just so tough because we really have to wait and see what happens with this division before we can actually matchmake. Because France Ngannou is about to have surgery next month. Who knows what the future looks like? Who knows if he's even going to fight in the UFC again? Although it seems like Dana White and the UFC, they're trying to get something done here. But with Ngannou out, they'll probably go the interim title route. They'll likely go John Jones versus Stipe Miocic so they can make it happen. But as history tells us, AK, we are dealing with two gentlemen who, if the terms are not what they want, they will just walk away from all of it and not care one iota about it. They just will not care. They'll just be like, peace out, I'm done. So we have to wait and see, unfortunately. But Ty kind of wants to take some time off, which is probably a good thing for him right now. So my answer is his next fight will be for the interim heavyweight title. Whether he gets thrown right in there or he gets the winner of a potential John Jones-Stipe fight, he's fighting next because we don't know what's going to happen with Francis. So the interim title will probably be put on the line. We'll have probably an interim title fight. We'll probably see there's a chance we see an interim title defense. Tai Tuivasa will get one of those two fights because I think you have to do that. You get to ride this Tai Tuivasa train until the wheels fall off. And a loss doesn't really hurt him that bad as long as it's somewhat fun and somewhat intriguing. And Cyril Ghosn, great fighter, future world champion in my opinion, that one just doesn't seem all that entertaining to me right now. Now for Derek Lewis, you can throw him in a fight night main event against anybody and people will get excited. They'll watch it. I think they'll probably go with the winner of the UFC London main event between Alexander Volkov and Tom Aspinall. Okay? Yeah. But you could throw him in there with anybody and it works. But my official, I will say this, because we're talking Otno points, my official Otno point, point pick changes if Greg Hardy beats Sergey Spivak. Because if that happens, you do Derek Lewis versus Greg Hardy one trillion yeah. percent, right? Yeah, I saw a lot of people throw that one out there. Uh, again, I'm assuming and hoping Greg Hardy loses, and we just never have to mention this POS again. But um, yeah, I, I, I obviously it would be a very easy fight for the UFC to market. Derek Lewis has wanted it for a long time, um, ever since, of course, ever since Greg Hardy, I think, debuted with the UFC. He's been saying like, you know, he. Does, I think people are aware, of course, of Greg Hardy's history. Derek Lewis not a fan of it, and said it sounds like it would be a pleasure for him to uh, to pummel. Greg Hardy in the cage. I know a lot of people want to see that. I'm, I'm against it. I don't care. I don't think Greg Hardy deserves to even step into the cage with someone uh, like Derek Lewis with a fighter of Derek Lewis's caliber. But you can't argue. Again, you can't argue with what would sell. It, it would definitely get it, it would be if it happened one of the most 10 for better or for worse, probably one of the 10 most talked about fights of the year. So again, I, I it's not for me. It's not for me, but I, I understand the will of the people. So yeah. uh I, I'm wa- I'm waving my magic wand on this one. I don't think this is, it's very unlikely it's going to happen, but I do want to see Lewis fight Stipe Miocic. This has come up on Otno many, many, many times. The timing is just never right. It doesn't feel like Stipe has any interest in wanting to fight Derek Lewis, but it's a fresh matchup. I would love to see that. Because uh, I, I just think Stipe should have to... I do feel like he should have to maybe earn his way back to a title shot. I know he's, quote-unquote, the greatest heavyweight in uh, in UFC history. I know he's done he's done more than enough to demand only title fights going forward. But uh, I think a fight with Derek Lewis would be really good. And, and you could use have that main event something or a five-round co-main event. Not that it would go five rounds, but a five-round co-main event of a pay-per-view. Pay them what they deserve and make that fight happen. I think it'd be cool. So this is a magic wand pick, not really necessarily what I expect to happen. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet. 
up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Uh, okay, so we already talked about Jared Cannonier. There's so much going on with the UFC 271. So let's just jump down to the lightweight division. Huge win for Hinata Moicano in a fight that was really, really easy to break down, but hard to predict because this is going to go one of two ways, right? Alexander Hernandez was just going to go out there and bolt Hinata Moicano in the first round, or Hinato Moicano would weather the storm and probably win the fight if it got to round two. What happened was Moicano had a pretty darn good first round and then just annihilated Hernandez in the second round. And I know to the delight of a lot of MMA fans out there because just people just don't like this guy, but he submits Hernandez on pay-per-view in the second round. So in a way, Hinato Moicano probably owes Alexander Hernandez a, a little bit of a debt of gratitude because he got to fight on a main card. And if Hernandez didn't say what he said, probably doesn't happen. But great win from Moicano. Two straight finishes, three and one over his last four, finishing all of these wins. He looks great at 155. AK, I'm going to jump the line here because people are going to say this is lazy booking. I don't care. I'm geeking out over seeing what this fight would look like. I want to see Hinata Moicano versus Bobby Green. That yeah. fight is freaking awesome, and that's the fight to me, AK. What do you want to see next from Moicano? What do you want to see for Bobby Green, my next friend? Because Bobby Green in Houston was treated like a freaking star during that win over Nazareth Hackbarest. Yeah, look, we're, I know we're kind of cheating again. We just did Adesanya versus Cannonier, which is the obvious pick. I think we all had to make that one. I couldn't think of a better option than Bobby Green and Hinata Moicano. <laughs> so I, good. I, in my personal rankings, I have Bobby Green 22nd. I have Moicano 23rd. 
So they're right next to each other. They're both on two fight win streaks. Um, they're both veterans. Obviously, Bobby Green a little more experienced at 155, but that doesn't really matter. They're both veterans. Super exciting in there. Moicano a little bit more of a nose for the finish, but that's not for lack of trying for Bobby Green. I think I think if anyone looks at um, Bobby Green's sort of opponents that he's fought, there's a lot of guys in there that are tough to finish. So you don't really blame Bobby Green for not being able to, not having a you know more knockouts on his resume. Um, he's been in some just amazing striking battles, and, and if he was facing lower ranked competition i guarantee he'd be putting a ton of people away so uh yeah I, I, look i uh I, 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 I can tell you now i can tell you now ahead of time the listeners were with us on this one i think it was maybe the most popular pick i saw there's maybe a couple others besides of course uh as well edison yeah and um jared cannonier those are the two most obvious picks i i feel like they're gonna i i feel like that uh, this isn't likely to happen though because there's also a lot of directions you could go with both guys again both veterans super versatile super tough um, they can go up in the rankings. They can be used again as still as litmus tests for, uh, you know, up and coming guys. The UFC wants to see how good they are. They, they are really, really good right now. Utility guys, and I mean that as a compliment for the UFC matchmakers because you can put them in there with almost anyone. But in terms of entertainment, and as far as what I think they deserve, and a fight that would set up either guy for a top twenty, top fifteen opponent, I would love to see Green and Moicano just matched up just this week to say the matchmakers go like. They're both once the uh, the medical suspensions come out, both guys are healthy. Send send them back out there against each other. There's a lot of picks for both of these guys. A lot of very popular choices. These are probably the two most match made fighters on the entire yeah. card. A lot of good ones in the comments too. By the way, when if if, if you're a on ton YouTube, of them, yeah, and I'm not pulling them all up, just because, no, we can't pull them all up. But great yeah, job. We're gonna guys, talk. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna talk about them. There's no doubt about it. So very good picks. Let us head to the wild card round. And for those who are, pay, are, are joining us for the very first time, the wild card round is we will now select one fighter that we have not match made for yet. And we're going to do it right now. So it could be someone on the main card who is not victorious that we haven't discussed. Could be a fighter on the prelims who did get a win. Maybe they did not get a win. Who knows? The sky is the limit, AK. There's a lot of, lot of names to choose from. Who is your UFC 271 wild card selection? Mike, I can tell you my pick would have been uh sergey morozov a guy that i've been i've been pumping his tires for a while i'm i'm, I'm a big fan of the guy uh of his work before the ufc i think i think his fights in the ufc have actually been good uh he's just had again faced super tough competition and in this case came out great early but facing a veteran guy who's not shaken by a bad first round uh excellent performance by douglas silva de andrade who now will be my wild card pick uh morozov would have been uh, so andrade wins the uh, silva de andrade excuse me wins the illustrious uh otno A.K. Lee wild card pick this week. <laughs> Bantamweight is just effing ridiculous. Like the, again, the, uh, just like I said, Bobby Green, Moicano, um, Silva Andrade, a veteran. There's just so many guys that can match him up with. Uh, I liked. So I'm going veteran versus veteran here. Uh, I've been pushing for sort of this weird dream fight with uh, Ryan Hall and Hani Yaya. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Hani has any plans to move up to 145 for that fight. Um, it just would be super cool. And Ryan Hall has fought since since I suggested that matchup. So that's kind of off the clearly off the table now. So there we go. I'm going to Hani Yaya and uh, De Silva. I think I think that's again would just be an awesome <laughs> clash of styles. I have no idea who would win. Uh, like any Hani Yaya fight probably gets to the ground. He, he, he wins, but De Silva, very strong down there. So Brazilian versus Brazilian, uh, veteran versus veteran, Hani Yaya and uh, Silva DeAndrade. That is a fun fight. Mm. You could throw Ronnie Lawrence in there with Hani Yaya, and I would watch the crap out of that too. No surprise here. I'm sure you knew who I was going to go with. I'm going to go with Casey O'Neill with the full-fledged heel turn in a lot of people's eyes on Saturday. She beats Roxanne Mataferi. 
calls out the Houston crowd. She wants to take some time off, but there is a fight with some heat on it that is just too damn easy to make right now. Chuck B, I'm with you. I'm with you. You got to do Casey O'Neill versus Joanne Wood. Those two do not like each other. And look, AK, I know what you're thinking. She's already fighting somebody. Yes. That's fine. She's fighting March 26. March 26. Mm-hmm. However, I favor Alexa Grasso in that fight right now. But I don't care. Win or lose, I think you have to make that fight next. It's right there for you. You could build it up. They don't like each other. Casey needs time to heal up. That gives time for Joanne to fight, heal up herself. You could take a break. Late summer, early fall. Boom. Book this fight. And it's a good one. I think you do it. And I'm ready for it. Past that Scot- Scottish torch, Scottish uh, start. Because Casey Neal is from a native of Scotland, right? But she's fighting out of Australia or the other way around? She's native of Australia fighting out of Scotland. Which one is it? Native of Scotland. Who? Casey O'Neill. O'Neill? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's all over the place. Yeah. She's lived but in she, like, yeah. But she's a, born in Scotland. Is that, yeah. I mean, okay. Born, so she's a native of Scotland, much like Australia, Australia. But fights yeah. out of Australia. Yeah. She essentially, that is her home base now. So uh, yeah. Daniel Edwards says, Scottish flag on a pole match. Uh, yes. Classic, uh, classic Vince Russo setup. Uh, yeah. No, I like it. I like it. I, I, I agree. Uh <laughs> I agree that um, uh, it, it doesn't really necessarily matter what happens with the Grasso matchup on March tw- on Mar- is it March twenty sixth, right? Yeah, it's the Columbus the Columbus card. Oh, uh, Colum- uh, of course. Uh, I, again, I I don't know where I'd go with it. I think I intentionally did not make a pick. I think she is. I I'm not sure how quickly to push her. Again, our listeners are all over the place with this one, so I'm kind of looking forward to reading out what they had to say, and I'm kind of dodging this question myself. I don't know. That that does make a lot of sense, though. She's clearly ready. I think for someone on the top 10, especially again, with respect to Joanne Wood, someone who's kind of sliding out of the top 10 and uh, that spot might be right for the taking. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough business, it's tough business. Yeah. I mean, my, my initial thought was Casey O'Neill versus Cynthia Calvillo because you can Casey's, I mean, Cynthia's going to need some time as well after that Andrea Lee fight. So give her time to, to try to get her mind, right. Get her, her body, right. After that tough fight, what is going on here? Nothing. I hit my, lap- <laughs> I hit my laptop. <laughs> I was so excited about what you were saying, Mike. I was just like, yes, Mike Big. Yes. Oh, no. How about Casey O'Neill versus uh, the crazy judge, AK? What a rough hour. For Robert Alexander, as our uh, our colleague Aaron Bronstetter <laughs> correctly pointed out on Twitter, an actual rocket scientist, a man who's an actual rocket scientist. Uh, his he uh, Aaron, Aaron pulled up his credentials somewhere, I guess, from his uh, maybe the Texas Commission website or something like that. Uh, so clearly a very bright individual. But I think I think most people would know you, you can be a very smart person and not necessarily know what you're seeing in an MF, M, uh, in an MMA fight. That has to be the case with Robert Alexander. Uh, which one? He, it was that one in the Arlovsky Vendera fight where he was the uh, the dissenting score. And uh, I, I was joking on our on our work chat that he was one of the breakout names of UFC 271 because I had never I was not familiar with Robert Alexander, but he was so bad that the always affable John Anik, who also keeps it real, we should just say, is also keeps it real all the time. He called this man out in the broadcast. You will rarely. I shouldn't say rarely. I do think um, John Anik is inclined to do that when it when it happens. Uh, he mentioned that Robert Alexander had only judged, I think, four UFC fights prior to this event. And you could see that that was the case. So we went into UFC 271 worrying about how the Texas judges might go. And boy, one of them really stood out like a sore thumb. So uh, t- a tip of the cap, I guess, a shameful one to uh, to Robert Alexander. That was bad. 
really, really bad. The uh, laptop apparently, one, Hyperion F, the laptop one. Apparently, Calvillo is going to try to go back to 115. I don't like that idea at all. Not I mean, if she could do it super healthy. I mean, we do have the PI. She is in Vegas now, so she could do it. At, just don't rush into it. Take your time if you think you can get down there. But that's a tough cut, man. I've talked to her many times. She hated that cut. And I don't, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't but, like that. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Um, Do we have any check the tapes? Do we have any oh. any bonus features? Do we yeah, have a mic yeah. check? Anything Sorry, like that? One second. Let me let me hydrate here. Sorry, guys. This is uh, this is live. This is live. Uh, normally, we edit out my drinking water. This is live. This is I mean, this is what people came for. Normally, we edit out my uh, knocking over my laptop. So, again, you guys are seeing live. No, no movie magic today. So yeah, real quick, let, if you want to take oh, another please. sip, AK, we'll answer this question. <laughs> oh, uh, we got oh, Colby really? versus Mazadal coming up on March 5th. Uh, does Mazadal's power scare at all that he can knock Colby out? Sure. But, I mean, I think – I don't know what the betting lines are. I'm sure they're very heavily in the Covington side. I th- I mean, this is a outside of a, of a vicious knockout or a one-shot or a flying knee or something crazy from Mazadal. This just has a Colby – 49 46 decision written all over it but you never know it's someone is as seasoned as a mazadal but go ahead okay back to you oh yes all right uh what was the question just can can mazadal knock him out what is it who do we have in colby versus mazadal yeah. does mazadal power is, is does mazadal's power scare at all that he can knock colby out yeah no, yeah, yeah no yeah i mean the, the the second part of the question for sure of course of course i think i think and i think company's aware of that i think he's been in there with guys who at any moment can knock him out but He's got a great chin and, uh, and uh, endless cardio and great wrestling. That that goes a long way to uh, preventing you from getting getting caught square on the jaw. Um, I mean, a, a, again, I know Usman did it. It took him what four minutes and uh, sorry, twenty four minutes and like fifty five seconds to do it. So very hard to do. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yes, I want to give a half point to our boy, regular regular contributor Marcus McGahey for uh, the Jessica Penne versus uh, Luana Pinheiro re- rebooking. April 30th. He's one of the people who called, apparently one of the people who called for that. And he just reminded me, I'm not giving him a full point. I mean, again, it's a rebooking. What do you want a cookie? I mean, but thank you, Marcus, um, as always. And, and you'll get some more love later in the show as you always do. Uh, I've got a new segment, Mike. Got a new segment to commemorate our second live pay-per-view show. I, I know I should have run this by you, but uh, do you mind if I, do you mind if I break this up? Yeah, why the hell not? All right. To quote a famous line from uh, Happy Gilmore. Uh, this is my new segment. I call, uh, where were you on that one, dipshit? Uh, because I think so. I think so. Not you. Not you. This is for the listeners. This is directed at the at the at the innocent listeners. Um, oh because God. sometimes there's pick. There's like there's fights that happen, and I'm always like, and I go back and check our notes because I want to give out auto points, and somehow no one got them. So I, so this is my finger of shame to our legion of listeners who you would think. Mike, you would think the collective brain trust would never miss anything, like especially if it's like a, a compelling and seemingly obvious pick. Uh, but but you guys and don't blame us. Mike and I are only responsible for two picks. We can only handle two picks per fighter an episode. You guys are literally like nine thousand hundred people out there. Nine thousand hundred, nine hundred thousand. I don't know how numbers work. I'm not I'm not I'm not Robert I'm not Robert Alexander. Okay. So there's two picks that I wish you guys had should have been able to sniff out. And if you did, please feel free to correct me uh, through DMs or what have you. Uh, Brian Kelleher versus Umar Nurmagomedov, uh, UFC 272, March 5th um you guys have, you guys have sent hundreds of kelleher picks none of you picked umar Nurmagomedov. nice one and then uh angela hill versus virna Jandrova, may 14th again i could be wrong maybe because she lost in the last card uh her last fight i didn't write down uh angela hill picks so if i'm mistaken on this one but this seems like something that again should have already happened 
where you guys should have picked. So, uh, I, and that's going down uh, May 14th. Mike, our listeners are, are brilliant, but sometimes they make mistakes. So that was uh, the first edition of Where Were You on That One, Dipshit. And uh, hopefully the last. Hopefully I never have to say this again. All right. We will uh, we'll go to the listener picks, but I want to I, I throw this oh. question out because I don't know if we really discussed this that much. Uh, Michael Bisbing made his pay-per-view debut replacing Joe Rogan, who, by the way, Wednesday afternoon was scheduled to be on the broadcast and he was <laughs> not on the broadcast. So let me just say that one more time for you. Uh, so the question here from Stone Zebra 666 is, was the backlash to Bisbing's commentary warranted in your opinions? People were very mad at him on the bird app. What do you think, AK? Well, what was the criticism exactly? That just was he was he not reading the action right? Was he kind of roguening it a little bit? I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. I will say uh, it was not my favorite commentary performance uh, from from the team as a whole. I, I, I'm very excited for Bisbing to get his shot. Um, I did think it was just a little flat. I was I felt like the Cormier Bisping dynamic wasn't particularly strong. I, I think neither guy. It helps when you know. For one thing, three person teams are never great. I, I know the UFC's committed to it. They're not going anywhere, so there's no point like just completely shooting that down. But you like people to be able to slot into roles. John Anik has his obvious role, and even when it's Rogan and Cormier, again, a, a combination I don't like. I understand why you know there's so many fans of that team. Rogan is again the veteran uh, color commentator. Uh, he has his 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 catchphrases that people are used to, and Cor- and he kind of brings this frat boy out of Cormier, which again annoys me but which I know many, many, many viewers enjoy. So there's a dynamic there. Bisping and Cormier, I don't know if they knew what to do. I don't know if they knew which guy should sort of be like a, a straight man, which guy should be funny. Uh, they didn't want to step on each other's toes. They were kind of almost too respectful of each other. So, um, and, I, and I did see people criticizing, I think, uh, again, Bisping saying maybe he was too biased towards Adesanya in, in the main event, not calling out enough of, of Rob Whitaker stuff. And, and that might've been the case with other fights. So uh criticism certainly warranted as much as you should you know as anyone who's uh doing something like that in the public should be criticized but i didn't think he did like a particularly terrible job it's not like it's not like oh i never want to see bisping do a pay-per-view again uh, it, it wasn't a memorable performance and i don't think it was his best night but it wasn't just him i didn't i didn't think cormier was great either uh props to Liam mahoney for getting that correct i forgot about ufc 251 oh, thank he, you, tagged, he tagged in paul felder was supposed to be on and then he remember he got he tested positive for covid and was supposed to call it, so they so Bisping uh, tagged it, just kind of like this one, short notice, tagged in, and uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, it was it was. I thought early on it was kind of tough, but I get it. It's it's tough doing those broadcasts, especially in Bisping's position where he probably wasn't at he wasn't at any of the fighter meetings. He's doing this research on his own. So Anik and DC have such a big leg up on him, and he shows up, does the commentary, just kind of out of the blue, and. It was what it was. I thought early on, you just have two A personalities along with John Anik. It's tough. I think eventually things got a little bit better. Not great. I, I just wasn't a fan of the tandem. I think Bisbing and Paul Felder work so much better together because Bisbing's more of that, you know, A level personality, more of the leadership role, if you will. And Felder is so good at filling in the gaps. I feel like Dominic Cruz, in a lot of ways, is really good at filling the gaps. I know a lot of people don't love Cruz on commentary. But I feel like Cruz and Felder are like a, the the perfect kind of third sure. seat, and then DC Rogan, whatever Bisbing, those A level personalities. It's kind of hard when you have all those guys just kind of talking over each other and and stuff like that. So I didn't think he did a, t- a hard job. I, I I give Bisbing a lot of props for having the yep. 
testicular fortitude, if you will, to just say yes and jump in on a day's notice without knowing half of these fighters and just compiling all this research to do the best he could. So I give him a lot of credit. That is not an easy job to do, especially when you're doing it on a day's notice. That's pretty freaking crazy. So good on him. But overall, yes, that was uh, not the best. Yeah, I would have liked to see Michael Chiesa get a shot, if we're being honest. I think he'd be really good in that role. And as we said, of course, Laura Sanko. She's and primed. Sanko she's well. ready to go. Trust me. If they called her 10 minutes before the show and said, oh, someone's car broke down and, couldn't, and they didn't make it to the end, could you hop in on 10 minutes? Laura Sanko has like a, is, is ready. She has been ready. <laughs> she's going to jump on that opportunity. I, I think we agree. She's definitely going to get a fight night opportunity sometime this year. But sure. pay-per-view should not be out of the question. She's done a lot 100%. of commentary work for Contender Series and Invicta. She's just excellent. She does her research. She has fought before. Um, so I, I, people really, really like her. It's just such an obvious choice. So hopefully sooner rather than later, we do see Laura Sanko get a pay-per-view opportunity. Uh, what, one specific criticism I did see, Mike, um, the commentary team, which I agree with. I see it a bit in the comments here, and I saw it on Twitter. Uh, maybe less judging talk from Cormier and Bisping. Um, Bis, <laughs> Bisping, yeah. Bisping. Is Bisping, I will say, of the of some of the uh, fighters, commentators, has been trying really hard to sort of educate himself on judging. If, if you see like his commentary from like a year ago to now, you can see him like either at least second guessing himself. He doesn't speak in absolutes. He'll be like, oh, I think I'm pretty sure like in the unified rules, this is how this is. And this is he, he is definitely studying it. And, and when you're calling fights live, look, you're not going to remember every aspect of the unified rules. OK, so that's you really can't blame him. If sometimes he says, oh, I think that that's that this one, this fight. And then. Cormier is like not even close. Cormier, I think, has zero understanding of the unified rules. I'm sorry, I, I, I get it. I know people like him. We we like him. We like his personality. But anytime Cormier talks, I will say, if you're listening to Cormier talk about judging and scoring, take everything with a grain of salt. He does not. He is not up to date on the unified rules, like the current uh, scoring system. Um, and and the problem is when him and Bisping were going back and forth on it uh, on Saturday, it may as well have just been dead air. Um, and I think that's a lot of things people didn't like. And then when I say out, that's like, I think anytime they were discussing judging, scoring, I was just like, this is not a conversation that's helping this fight. You know, focus on what they're good at, technique, and what does a fighter feel when they're in there telling their stories, um, you know, if they had more time to do the research in Bisping's case. So, um, yeah, a lot of criticisms to be made. But, again, it wasn't like the worst thing ever, and, and um, I'm sure they'll be better eventually. Yeah. I mean, I wish the judging wasn't so terrible because then we would have avoided it altogether probably but but we, although we heard a lot of it in the main event it was pretty wild so do we have anything else or are we going right to the peeps i think we can go right to the peeps uh again a lot of comments come guys amazing by the way keep the comments coming in we love how active you guys are i see a lot of debate over there uh the uh, adesanya whitaker fight and that's great um but yes mike we can move on to the listeners okay why don't you disclaim that while, right. I, while i try not to giggle at that comment. all right <laughs> uh marcus mcgahee by the way dubbed the happy trails to the happy warrior edition of course guys we'll have some some, uh, some more roxanne modafferi talk we had a lot of roxanne modafferi talk during the week talked about her a ton on the post fight show and we're going to talk about her a little bit more today because uh, again this might be the last time we really really get to get to talk about roxanne uh, at least as an, you know as a, as an active fighter uh, as she was on saturday for for the final time so happy trails to the happy warrior edition thank you marcus for that title uh guys we like to emphasize mostly talking about winners unless they're in the main event or title fight then of course we'll talk a lot about you know um uh, robert whitaker and Derek lewis in this case uh categories rule guys if you are somehow the only person to get to pick a fight uh at least in my picks i'm going to give you a full auto point which uh, as of today i think was equivalent to thirteen thousand ethereum and uh 
40,000 Bitcoin. So it's crazy. It just keeps going up. But, but you know, there's a lot of fluctuations. You know, I'm saying. Don't bet your life on it. Uh, guys, please pay attention that you have the right weight class. Did the people f- fight already recently? Uh, has someone, does someone have a notable injury that's going to keep them out for a long time? Is someone, the people not in the UFC anymore that you're trying to match make for? Uh, or they could already be booked and you seem to not know that. So please avoid sending those in. I just ignore them. Uh, most importantly, golden rule. Your pick could just be doo-doo. And if that's the case, we're just going to skip over it. Uh, and my additional rule for this week, people, uh, I don't know how long this guy's going to be in the UFC. That debut certainly was lacking. But uh, it's Blood Diamond. Okay, it is Blood Diamond. I know it's a cool name. And if you were maybe disappointed that uh, Blood Diamond did not live up to it. But he's not Mike Mathita. He's not Mike Diamond. It's Blood Diamond. And as long as he's in the UFC, we will continue to use that name. All right. Let's go to the peeps. I'll try not to repeat. Uh, and try not to say Mike Mathita or whatever the hell that nonsense is, Mike. I know you go through your picks pretty quick sometimes. Blood yeah. Diamond, please self-edit Blood Diamond. I will. Oh, dude, don't worry about it. Matt Ravelli, freaking great night of fights. I want to head out to Moicano versus the winner of Drew Dober versus Ricky Glenn. I think that fight would be a blast. Then the obvious choice, I feel like Bobby Green versus Brad Riddell would be insane. I feel like a that's that, a very man. popular pick. Oh, yeah. Uh, Robbie Ryan, good day, Mike and AK. O'Neal versus the JoJo Grasso winner. Bobby Green versus Diego Fajera. That's a popular one. Moicano versus the winner of Sarukian, Joel Alvarez. Man, that's a tough ask. Tough. Brunson versus Hermanson. <laughs> Lewis versus the Rosenstrike. Tybora winner. Tuivasa versus Stipe or Gone, whoever doesn't fight Jones. Whitaker. Uh, I'm not sure what his contract situation is, but it's a real uphill battle to get a third fight unless you're Max Holloway. Retirement could be an option. If he's not motivated to keep going, a new start in another promotion could give him some fire in his belly or if he continues in the UFC. Sean Strickland is the fight to make. We'll that, see. In, in between the first and second round, that did look like a man who was second-guessing things. Uh, 100%. Yeah, we all thought like, wow, that doesn't look good. Uh, yeah. But he, but he worked it out. He sure did. Magic Mighty, 67 on IG. Hi, Mike. Hope all is well. A few suggestions this week. Green versus Riddell. Moicano versus Gamrot. Don't think that fight can happen because they're both ATT guys. So, oh. I mean, maybe it could because it's a massive team. Yeah, it's really big. Yeah. Uh, Casey O'Neill versus Jennifer Maya. I think that's a little too soon. At least, right? This, you don't need to rush Casey O'Neill. And then Phillips versus the winner of Jack Shore versus Timor Valley. Holy moly, that's fun. Both of those options are great. Man, I didn't see that one. That's I, no, 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 I didn't get one of those. That's a good one. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Jack Porter, Tuivasa versus Stipe because we know John Jones is never going to fight again. Is that Jed Mishu? Hey, that's a reasonable... Listen, until we see John Jones booked again, that's a perfectly reasonable take. Yes. Uh, Lewis versus Tom Aspinall, win or lose. Brunson versus Rockhold in his final fight? Oh, I I always forget to factor in Rockhold in the match. I don't think I've I've thrown Rockhold into a pick, I think, think forever. I just, I don't know. I I almost have no confidence uh, in in him coming back anytime soon. I think the UFC... He's teasing Luke Rockhold apparently is teasing a fight with Paulo Costa in June, at least on Instagram, saying it's wine night in June. Who the hell knows? But I kind of want to see Rockhold. I, I kind of want to see them rebook the Rockhold Strickland fight because I think that's a good spot for Strickland. It's a good spot for Rockhold. It's a big fight. People will care. Sure. Moicano versus the loser of Sarukian Alvarez. Kyler Phillips versus Ricky Simone. Holy moly. Yeah. This is an interesting one. Jack Porter suggests Robert Whitaker versus. Kamar Usman, AK. Usman come up to 185. And fight Whitaker. Yeah. 
this kind of goes with what we were discussing on the post fight show a bit. How remember we were saying like, man, we wish we wish they did that thing when you know dominant champions wanted to fight up a weight class instead of just throwing them immediately into a title shot. Give them give them a you know a, a, another a, like maybe a name at light heavyweight. Now Whitaker is more than a name at light at middleweight. Excuse me, like we said, he is the he is the second clearly the second best middleweight in the world. So this wouldn't be like an Anderson Silva situation where um, he went up to beat uh, Forrest Griffin, who was, you know, a UFC champion. But it, it, it's, I think it was still, people, I remember the time Anderson was still favoring that fight. And then, oh, and sorry, and before, sorry, before Forrest Griffin, he fought James Irvin at light heavyweight. So that was definitely a, uh, we're giving you a fun fight at 205. So they don't really do that. This would kind of be in between. It would be both a fun fight and also one that would, you know, set him up to uh, fight for the title if if Adesanya himself were to leave. Because I do think, um, as as uh, Usman has said, unless they both get paid like $10 million each, they really don't want to fight each other. Um, but yeah, f- fun idea. Fun idea. Uh, Poppy underscore Bryant. Wildcard pick Kyler Phillips versus Victor Henry too. Sure, I'm in for that. Hinata Moikana versus Magomed Mustafayev. That post-fight interview had me so hyped. And he suggests Haitu Avasa versus the winner of Curtis Blades versus Chris Dawkins. Yeah. Sorry, but I'm thinking realistic. Yep. And unless there's some crazy interim title again, I don't see Ty getting gone, John Francis, or Stipe. I don't, I disagree with you, but we'll see what happens. John Ray, Lawrence versus Hak Romanoff, Ulberg versus William. I don't, eh, I don't actually, I don't mind that one. Yeah, but I don't love it either. It could be the worst fight ever. Yeah, I don't love it. <laughs> I, I, no. I could be the worst fight ever. I yeah, I'm going with my initial gut instinct that I hate that idea. I mean, I I love that you're submitting picks, but I mean on paper it makes sense, but that's just a horrible fight. Thank you, John Ray. Uh, Kyler Phillips yeah. versus Saeed Namagamadoff. That's fun. Yeah, O'Neal versus Calvillo. Arlovsky yep. versus Olenek. Winner lose. Toivasa versus the Rosen Strike Tepura winner. Whitaker versus Vittori. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, it could man. be really bad. It's it could be like a super nightmare. Bad. Yeah, please no. He wants it. Uh, Marcus, we know how what Marcus does. Let me go through these and try not to repeat anything. Derek oh, the spreadsheet. The, the spreadsheet. Yeah, I got the <laughs> spreadsheet. Uh, Derek Lewis versus the winner of Spivak versus Hardy. Uh, Arlovsky versus Juan Espino. Sure. Uh, Ronnie Lawrence versus Fernie Garcia. Who's that? I don't. It must be a contender series. Contender guy. series. I'll look it up. Carlos Ulberg versus Jelton Almeida. Come on, Marcus. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you trying to get this man killed? This, Why would you book this fight? You wasted, Marcus, you wasted a spreadsheet on this? Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? That's a what bad pick. I'm sorry. That's just bad. I mean, uh, expand, no. Did you see Jelton Almeida's last fight? Are you crazy? Good Lord. We need to build Carlos Ulberg up with guys who are like 4 0, 3 2. We need to do Bellator booking for Carlos Ulberg. Jelton Almeida, good lord! I could Jelton Almeida could fight top fifteen guys and win. <laughs> this is insane. He should not be fighting in the UFC. Carlos Ulberg, if we're being honest, he'd probably not oh be my fighting gosh. in the UFC. Uh, Fernie Garcia is a uh, contender series. Uh, uh, most recent season. Jacob Alcoon versus Dusko Todorovic. Interesting. Douglas Silva de Andrade versus Miles Johns. Love it. Jeremiah Wells versus Jack Della Maddalena. Wow, I like that fight. That's good. You're redeeming yourself. That's really and then good. Maxim Grishin versus Marcin Prachnio. Main event. Main event. Oh, sorry. That was, uh, oh, sorry. Maxim Grishin, you said? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I was, I'm sorry. I was distracted by a comment. Vendetta Shin in the comment says, give give Ulberg Alex Pajeda. People stop oh it. 
Stop it. <laughs> Alex Pereira is about to fight Berto Silva for, for the love Stop of Pete. Uh, how about Albert this? Albert Alvi. There we go. Now we're thinking. Now we're I don't thinking. mind that idea. Like that's... If, we're, if we're gonna book a horrible fight, that's the kind of horrible fight I want. Yes. Let's yeah, let's be a little more sensitive, shall we? Uh oh, Carol. Maxim Grisham versus Daun Jung. Jeremiah Wells versus Alex Morono. He did call for that fight. Uh Douglas Silva Dandrade versus John Castaneda. Wow, that's super fun. Jacob Malcoon versus Mac Andre Barriol. Ronnie Lawrence versus Tony Kelly. Whoa, that's fun. This okay. This is this is Carlos Alberg matchmaking the way it should be. Oh, Carlos Alberg versus Alexa K. I was about to say, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, that's the right one. That's, that's the one I saw. That's the that's a sweet spot. That's the sweet spot. Kyler Phillips versus Frankie Edgar AK. Uh, hold on. Uh, well, hold on. Hold on. Uh, first of all, nope. Sorry, Mike. My uh, my sound went out there for a second. I thought you said Kyler Phillips, and then I just heard a scrambled noise uh, and a faint buzzing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, listen, I, I'll okay. I don't want to. Uh, someone, I will. I do want to read uh, my dear, my dear friend. I think it was Stephen Brighter who suggested that in a. Oh, sorry, Hayes Bethard. Excuse me, Hayes Bethard, who suggested that in a much more diplomatic way that didn't break my heart. Um, he said, "Oh gosh, how did he? How did he write this down?" Sorry, Mike. Go on. I'll go. I'll go on. I'll get. I'll get back to it. Okay. Kyler Phillips versus Frankie Edgar. Casey O'Neill versus the Macy Barber Montana De La Rosa. I assume winner. Andre Olovsky versus Alexander Romanov. I, that's probably the fight that they're going to end up making. I've been saying that's the fight they should have made 500 times now. So we'll see what happens. Bobby Green versus Diego Fajeda. That's fun. Although I think Bobby Green's ahead of him at this point, but still fun. I'd watch Bobby Green fight anybody. Turd Ferguson. I will say I left a lot of these out. Andre Olovsky versus the winner of Shamil Durahimov, Sergey Pavlovich. Ronnie Lawrence versus Miles Johns. That's fun. Jacob Alcoon versus Brian Battle. That's fun. Jeremiah Wells versus Court McGee, yeesh. And Maxim Grishin versus the winner of uh, Olegzaychuk Jacoby, although Jacoby already beat Grishin, and Grishin yeah. missed weight for that fight, so maybe yeah, Olegzaychuk wins. Right. Eh, I don't really love that one, but I appreciate you sticking in. Drew Hilty, Izzy is far and away the best middleweight in the world, and the drop from Whitaker to the next guy is massive. Cannonier will basically fill the role of mandatory challenger. And then he suggests Whitaker versus Paulo Costa or Vittori. Don't really know where he goes from here. Dylan. Hey, Mike, hell of a card. Here's my picks. Adesanya versus Usman. Once Usman heals up. And, and you know, really but you know, when, right hold on. There's a hear me out. And you know, when there's a hear me out that we're going to say something, they've listened to the show many times. I know they're both friends, but at this point they're seeking legacy. Cannon air is a great option, but legitimately, I think Usman is the only one out there who could beat Izzy at 185. Well, aside from Hamzat, it's just not going to happen, guys. It's not going to happen. It's just, it's going to be one of those, you know, what if this ever happened kind of fights? It's just never going to happen. They're too close. The money's just not going to be there. It's just not going to happen. It's not. Sorry. And again, you you have a challenger in Cannoneer ready. Uh, I think we we have people coming up at welterweight. We, again, Hamzat Shamayev is someone who's been mentioned, so... Mike, you don't you don't like this one? Olberg versus Chidi and Jokowani. I'm pretty sure Chidi and Jokowani would f him up right now. Um, <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on. I mean, come on. We can't do that. Listen, people. I know we love talking about Carlos Olberg. He's got the cool city kickboxing connection. You know, he's pals with Izzy. And all right, let's just say it. We're live. It's a Sunday Sunday afternoon. Sunday whatever pre before noon. Uh, he's not bad to look at. He's not bad to look at. All right, there's a, you know if you're the UFC, you 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 want to put this guy on posters. I understand. All right, that's fine. 
He makes all of us men watching feel inadequate about ourselves. I get it. Uh, but let's just, again, let's bring him along as slowly as we can. Let's be reasonable with some of these matchups. Uh, again, he might, we don't know. Albert could be out of the UFC in two fights. We don't know. Or he might show these great leaps and bounds and improvements, and we could be talking about him on, on to the next one a year from now. That's my hope for him. But uh, people, come on. Chidi and Jukawani, stop trolling. <laughs> Whitaker versus Brunson, too. Brandon Nunez, uh, Whitaker versus Strickland, Moicano versus Dawson. Although Grant Dawson, from what I understand, just moved to ATT. He's leaving Glory MMA, at least for now, and uh, is moving to Coconut Creek, Florida, and is going to be at ATT. So they'll be training That's together. That's right. That's right. How about that? And then Bobby Green versus Tony Ferguson, which is actually a pretty popular pick. We've got a bunch of those. And I saw a bunch of those in the comments as well. Max Sherman, Arlovsky versus the loser of Dawkus Blades, Phillips versus Edgar Sari AK, Casey versus the winner of Grasso Wood, Grisham versus Devin Clark. Oh, my Lord. Blood Diamond versus Andre Fialo. Come on. What? We're get, you're going <laughs> to... You're gonna throw him in there with Fialo? Come on! Did this person at least write Blood Diamond and not yes, his? Yes, he did. He okay, did. they he at did. least wrote. Thank you. All right. Jeez, come on. By the way, by the way, uh, Mike, I want to address a comment. Uh, I shouldn't even mention this, but Matthew Richardson in the comments talking about the main event of 271. Imagine getting four takedowns and better significant strike accuracy and not winning. Uh, Matthew, congratulations. You picked the two two of the, the worst criteria for judging a fight. Uh, takedowns that don't lead to offense are meaningless, and uh, significant strike accuracy means literally nothing. Um, if someone if someone lands, uh, you know, whatever, 25 out of 30, uh, you know, whatever, 35 strikes, then the other person lands like 75 out of 200, guess what? The guy who landed 75 strikes probably won. So... <laughs> Well done. Terrible, terrible uh, uh, view of the judging criteria. I'm sorry. I got to call that out. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sean Sheehan from Severe MMA yes. does a great job. Explaining Watch his videos. The, the he does Please a great go. job. Watch Sean Sheehan's videos on YouTube about judging. Uh, you don't have to agree with everything he says, but he presents pretty clearly the criteria that the judges and you guys should be should be uh, following. And now uh, Matt says he's trolling. Damn it, Matthew. You got me. Damn it. Funky bits. Uh, I can't wait till Kyler Phillips gets ranked. So him and Sugar Show get scrapped. That would be sweet. It would be sweet. And you can go to the MMA lab probably once or twice a week I'm, and yes. watch that. Guys, they're uh, pals. Because they yeah, do train pals. together. Yeah. Unless it's, for, unless it's for a title fight, I just don't think they're going to. They don't even want to talk about it. Even this I don't like. <laughs> Come on. Stop. All right, Mike. Mike, we got it. We got to put a. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Mike okay, Diamond gotta go. and Carlos Ulbrich picks. Just put a pause. <laughs> just put a pause. They're hilarious and we love them. But this is what happens when we go live. Oh, uh, we got another Elberg pick coming up. Uh, Gerard Biagin, uh, Lewis, long rest, then Rosenstrike, win or lose. Okay, that's not bad. Elberg versus Shamil Gamzatov. And Kyler Phillips versus Douglas Silva de Andrade. Uh, Daniel Marcoulis, Wells versus Matthews. Just rebook it. Uh, and saying, after seeing a photo of Blood Diamond next to Dan Hooker, I think he might want to consider a drop to lightweight. Not that hmm. the competition gets any easier, but he seems a bit undersized for welterweight. Sure. If he's comfortable. <laughs> yes, there we go. Yeah, that's that is, yeah, that's the blood diamond level. Thank you. Yes. Mike Jackson is actually booked to fight Dean Barry. Oh, that's right. Um, for like, I think this is like the fourth or fifth time. I was like, I a little cursed. This is the Alex Perez match. Now of, uh, of the <laughs> lightweight division. That fight's a little cursed. Or yeah. the welterweight division. I think this yeah. one is, uh, he likes to Silva versus Yaya as well. Mm. Uh, Alberg versus Menafield. Come on. However, I'd love to see Carlos and Jimmy crew go at it. Come on, what are we doing here? Carlos Ulberg? 
<laughs> you all want to see Carlos Olberg just weird. take a bunch of L's. Come on. A, he looks like a, he looks like a star. He looks like a star. I get it. I get it. I'm people. sorry. I'm sorry. Fabio Charant, that fight uh-huh. was there for Fabio Charant. That, that fight was there for Carlos Olberg's style, and he just didn't uh-huh. do anything. Bad. Come Real on. Bad. No, you can't do that. Olberg versus Jordan right now. Kyler Phillips was the winner of Yadong, Marias, or Saeed Namagamadoff. No Frankie Edgar for the sake of AK's heart. So someone who actually appreciates you, AK. O'Neal versus the winner of Fioro versus Jessica. I really want to see Fioro, O'Neal, frankly. I think we will see that fight at some point. I don't think we'll see that right now. I think the UFC will be very careful with those two. And he says, please give me Bobby Green versus Gregor Gillespie. That, wow. Clash of styles. I like it. I That's dig it. super fun. Yeah. Ty Tuivasa versus the winner of Aspinall Volkov. I truly think with the emergence of swift big guys like Tom and Cyril and the insane marketable persona of Tuivasa, the UFC has more to work with at heavyweight. True. I agree. Who was hating on it on the show? Oh, Jed Mishu was like, oh, heavyweights or whatever. And I'm like, oh, it is heavy- fun. Relatively speaking to how it's been in recent years, heavyweight has been as had a slight resurgence as far as fresh contenders go. Come on It's now. fun. Yeah, it yeah, is fun. I think so. I think so. And he says, plus, I don't see a world right now where the UFC will put Ty in a ring with the rest of the blades. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> you got to be careful with the booking. Ride this train till the wheels fall off, like I said. Francesco, our fan from Italy, Tuavasa versus Miacic for the interim title. He's not buying John Jones. O'Neal versus Jillian Robertson. Interesting. Probably almost too slow, though. I feel like O'Neal has maybe jumped leap. For, and I, I, I really like uh, uh, Jillian Robertson. I just think, I think O'Neal might have kind of jumped over her past that, that- matchup. That'd be the kind of matchup where it's she's just like, I want to fight. Okay, Julian Robertson's here if you want to fight in a couple weeks. Okay. And then Jeremiah Wells versus Nicholas Dalby. That's fun, too. We just want to see Nicholas Dalby. Again, we just don't know what the status is of him. Could, could be a visa thing. We don't know. Uh, but, yeah, we just haven't seen Nicholas Dalby for a while. He's uh, he's such a good matchup for so many guys at, one, at 170. Casey Ryan. Uh, do Strickland versus Rob. And if Strickland can beat Rob, then give him the title shot. Yeah. Uh, if you want to be lazy, if you want to be lazy, you can book. <laughs> you can match up Green versus Moicano because they're on similar trajectories. But I think Green deserves a top fifteen opponent. Moicano does too. So I'm going with Riddell. That is a guaranteed banger. Much like Green versus Fazeev was. Make it a fight of the night headliner or pay per view co main, even a prelim headliner, and that one delivers. Listen, there have been worse main events, worse main events on UFC cards over the last year than Bobby Green versus Hanato Moicano. So if you want a headline. A random card at the Apex with those two guys, you will never get a complaint out of me. Mm-hmm. I would love to see five rounds of that. And he goes, oh, and before I go, Izzy four rounds to one. People have got to stop scoring empty takedowns so high. <laughs> Izzy controlled every round. He did more damage, had the octagon control, and landed more strikes. If Rod had fought every round like he did the fifth, he would have won the fight. Yeah, hard to argue that. I gave Whitaker four and five. I, I thought the judges were going to be screwy which would have been just wild. We'd be talking about a lot of different things. And then Tristan Gordat had a lot of the similar picks, but he also suggested Jacob Malkoon versus Andre Petrosky, yeah, which would be a fun one. fight. Sure. AK, Two go for it, my friend. Uh, I want to shout out Brian G underscore 216 first. Live comments. Uh, he says, hear me out. Uh, uh, Bobby Green would need another win, but why not Green versus Conor McGregor when he comes back? Bobby got a bigger pop at UFC 271 than everyone besides Lewis which sells fights and, and a fight that uh, that Connor can win uh, again on paper. I think that's an amazing pick. I, I would. I wish we lived in a world where Connor McGregor was obviously well not injured, and two just a more active fighter. You know where he 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 did you know have uh, the compulsion and he was compensated well enough 
uh, to fight three times a year. Like, you know, I, I think, again, he's strategic. He knows um, how much he makes per fight. He, he doesn't need to fight three times per year. Uh, but I wish they paid him even more so he would step into the cage uh, as much time as they need him. Because I think a fight with Connor and Bobby Green would be so much fun. I think the buildup would be fun. The in-cage antics would just be amazing. Bobby Green deserves a big fight like that. So, uh, Brian G., I like the suggestion. I, again, this is pretty much not zero, but I'd say 2% chance that, that happens. But um, I, I would, again, mag magic wand pick, that's that's right up there for me. I, I would love that. Um, all right, let me go to Twitter here. I've got a few, we've got a few first-timers, guys. So it's always, so guys, thank you. Your first time will be on one of our live shows. Cal uh, at Caesar underscore Khaled, I guess Caesar Khaled uh, on Twitter. Uh, he said, uh, da, 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 what do you have to say here? I had a bunch of picks that others had made. Uh, Moicano versus the Dober Glenn winner, March 12th, uh, Drew Dober and Ricky Glenn. And uh, Robert Whitaker. So this is interesting. He wants to see, I should say, see, I, should say, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, this is Whit Whitaker versus the Covington Masvidal winner at, at welterweight. Of course, Whitaker used to be a welterweight. He has spoken about how much he hated those weight cuts and, and did not feel he was his best at that weight class. But he has fought at 170 before. So here's what Cal had to say about that. Uh, this is my big hot take for the night. Really don't think there's much for Whitaker at middleweight, and I think he can make the welterweight limit. Don't think he can get Usman right away, but this makes a lot of sense. I take him against either of these guys. Covington would be really tough. Covington would be really tough, especially if uh, the weight cut had a deleterious effect on Whitaker's performance. So um, I like the thinking. I do think it's cool, and Whitaker clearly is not as big as some of the guys at middleweight. Um Especially Edison, yeah, who's just just has some, such a range and height uh, advantage over him. But sometimes you only you just have the frame that it's hard to make 170. Uh, that 15 pound difference in weight classes sucks, and I do wish there were more weight classes so we could see fights like that. Uh, that is that is not the case. But I, I like the thinking, Cal. So thank you, uh, thank you for sending that in. Um, they said they're a big fan and uh, wait, been waiting a long time to send in some picks. So thank you very much, uh, Rudy Gaywood on Twitter. Also uh, a first timer. They said hopefully their picks are not doo doo. I'll read a couple of these, which I liked. Uh, Silva de Andrade versus Cody Stamen. Yeah, that might be. I mean, that's a do or die fight for Stamen. I don't mind it. Uh, Ronnie Lawrence versus Miles Johns. Uh, Bobby Green versus Gamrot. You kind of shot. Oh, no. But you said Moicano versus Gamrot. Probably wouldn't happen. Bobby Green versus Gamrot. That could happen. There we go. And then uh, Moicano versus Riddell. And uh, our last first timer, Clearest Values. They sent me a message before for another show. I think it was just a little late, so I didn't have a chance to read it. So uh, thank you, Clearest Values on Twitter, uh, who came in with a few good ones. I'll go with, uh, they mentioned also the O'Neill Robertson pick. And Arlovsky versus uh, Walt Harris. Mike, what were your thoughts? I brought that up in the post-fight show. What were your thoughts on, on that one again? Arlovsky, Walt Harris? Yeah. I mean, they fought before, so... It's kind of tricky, and we right. saw it It's a while ago. It was like I think it was 2015 or something. Right? But I, I like I and like it sucked, it. and it sucked. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fine. It's 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 fine. I, I there are worse matchups that have been suggested for both guys, so I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I, I don't want it. Uh, Chris at Dragon Slayer Two is with me on Silva de Andrade versus Hanayaya. At Ayo, it's Dad, uh, a regular contributor, had a very nice message for us. I mean, let's just write this down. This time. my favorite. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the things I look forward to most during Farcarsi's days is hearing what what may come next with you guys the following day. That's uh, that includes you, Mike. That's me and you. So uh, thank you, AO's dad. And we love again. Our, it's one of uh, Mike. I, I always tell me it's one of my favorite parts of the show. So um, 
Uh, sorry, my favorite parts of the week, excuse me, one of my favorite parts of working at MMA Fighting is just doing this show. So I love it. Uh, Bob Green versus Gillespie, Kyla Phillips, Ricky Simone. <laughs> How do you like this? How do you like this, uh, Mike? Carlos Alberg versus Ed Herman. Mm. Ed Herman would beat his ass. I'm sorry. I, I Listen, I know Ed Herman is probably smaller than him. I know he's much older. I know he's got a lot of mileage. <laughs> he's so much more experienced in MMA. I mean, he'd probably just – I know he's become a bit of a brawler at, at, at light heavyweight. He'd probably just take him down. I, I, I don't I don't know how uh, – it's been a while since we've seen like prime jujitsu Ed Herman, but it's definitely still there. He just hasn't had to use it or hasn't been able to use it at light heavyweight, but I think he would be able to I yeah. Carlos Albrecht. No, we got to get – you got to bring guys in to fight Carl Zellberg. Yeah. Or what we do is we just – we haven't seen a guy go from – get a UFC contract on the Contender Series and then just get demoted to a – to one of those developmental deals. I kind of wish they would do that with Olberg and give him a developmental deal and just let him fight whenever he wants, wherever he wants, as long as the UFC approves it, and just let him get some seasoning. You could probably do the same with Blood Diamond and just fight – guys at his skill level and build up confidence and they don't get thrown in there with with murderers i just or, or, or i mean again carlos Olberg was matched up with fabio charant for a reason and that was a really bad fight like a really bad fight yeah and it shouldn't have even been seen on espn plus i mean i just think that's bad for business when people see a fight like that i think it's I don't want to say it's bad for Ulberg's confidence because, again, you know, you're going to have ugly fights early in your career. This was only his fourth pro bout, so that's fine. But this would have been nicer if it happened on a smaller show. The UFC has so many unofficial sort of like feeder leagues. I do wish they would start taking more advantage of those relationships, um, especially if it's stuff that's, uh, you know, maybe bolster the UFC Fight Pass program. I don't know. Can, can you send again, can you do sort of, you know, you, you keep paying them uh, on, a, on a whatever their UFC contract is. So maybe not a great investment for the UFC in that sense, but good for the fighters and good for their development. Uh, so you could put like, why can't he be on an LFA card or Eagle FC? Uh, Habib has said he wants Eagle FC to <laughs> Francis Marshall. No, uh, <laughs> but I think any of the bantamweights in this card would have beaten the crap out of either Carlos Olberg or, uh, <laughs> or uh, Fabio Chiron. Um, But yeah, Eagle FC, could, could you have a relationship there? Could you send a Carlos Olberg to fight for them? I don't know. I don't know if these are options, but we'd always like to see the UFC be more flexible. Um, and, and I just think it'd be cool if they actually use those quote-unquote unofficial feeder leagues as actual feeder leagues. So. Right. Uh, Hayes third. some good picks here. O'Neal versus Andrea Lee, Viviani Arujo, loser. You could probably even give her the... I, I like loser. I like loser. Again, I'm kind of bringing her along slow. So that fight's going on May 14th. And uh, yes, it was Hayes who uh, wanted to spare my feelings with this Kyler Phillips pick versus uh, someone you mentioned earlier, Mike. This is how they explained it. Uh, I just want to say I'm sorry. I think you know what my answer or the answer is, I should say, for this Phillips matchup. The fight doesn't have to happen. It could just be booked and canceled like you've suggested before. So, uh, yes, for anyone who's just tuning in for the first time, uh, I'm a huge Frankie Edgar fan. And I don't want him to retire, but I also don't, don't want him to ever fight again. So, <laughs> so, when people, so when people send in Edgar fights, it's always like, yeah, I hope it gets made, but I also hope it gets... And then it, for some reason, it just doesn't happen. And we just do this for the next 10 years until he quietly retires. And we just we never speak about sort of the some of the vicious knockouts he suffered at the end of his career. So thank you, Hayes, for for sparing my feelings. Uh, I have to I have to deal with this. And uh, Silva DeAndrade versus the Montel Jackson Batgari winner, March 26th. I like it. Uh, sorry, I should have read off some of the popular some of the consensus picks first as well. Um, Moicano versus Dawson, very popular. Uh, Adesanya versus Cannoneer. Whitaker versus Vittori. 
Tuivasa versus the Blades Chris Dawkins winner and uh, one of my contributors, Dax, at Pike Putt on Twitter. Mike, what do you think about the winner of that fight if this cluster at the top doesn't get resolved? Tuivasa versus Blades or Dawkins for an interim belt? Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. Can, can you imagine Tuivasa versus Chris Dawkins <laughs> for the interim yeah. heavyweight title? Not that I think he's going to beat Blades, but if he did, I mean not into it i mean that just went I, of all of all the possibilities i feel like that would be the worst when you have uh, the names that you have up there it just would not be great no disrespect to those guys because they're right there but yeah i like tai tuivasa versus curtis blades does not appeal to me at all not in any way docus would be interesting but i mean you definitely can't do that for an interim title like you just again i i believe you have to just run to Avasa till the wheels fall off. You've got something here. You don't know how long it's going to last. Push him to the moon and give him all the opportunities. Because if that guy becomes a world champion, if he becomes the UFC heavyweight champion, he's a star. And you could do a lot with that guy. So yeah. you got you to make the run now. You have to. Hey, listen. Uh, um, Tai Ivasa, you, you, you're, not, you're not looking at the MMA math here, Mike. Uh, Derek Lewis beat Curtis Blades. And Tai Tuivasa just beat Derek Lewis. Hence, Tai Tuivasa would clearly beat Curtis Blades. So I don't know why you don't want to see that matchup. I think it's a very, I think it's, I think it's more compelling than you're, than you're suggesting. I'm fine with seeing it, and I would not count out Tai Tuivasa's chances. MMA math, it never fails. Um, uh, Tuivasa was gone. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'll go back to Hayes III here for a second. He kind of lays it out. You know, he just says uh, the title picture at heavyweight is a bit weird right now. With France out for a bit, the cloud of Jones looming. I'd like for them to do Jones versus Stipe for interim title, and Ty or Gone could get the next title fight after that. However, if you ask me what I think will happen, I strongly suspect Ty's next fight will be for a belt of some sort, as Francis very well could leave the UFC. Jones could be asking for more money than Dana wants to give or could get himself into trouble again. Yes. Uh, I still remember you saying uh, I would get a point if he fought for a belt next. Oh, okay. I shouldn't have to read that part. All right, Hayes. You stop, stop point glomming. Okay. Um, Arlovsky versus Romanov and uh, Arlovsky versus Sakai rematch were both uh, the most popular picks I saw for him. Uh, O'Neill versus Cavio, you mentioned that a bunch of times. People are into that. I saw O'Neill versus Tyla Santos, Mike. This came from Sam Hancock and Dustin Gedko. And Dustin Gedko, I know a lot of people don't want this because it looks like they're both, again, they're both kind of trending upwards. Dustin Gedko says, time to humble this big mouth chick. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see if she is a striker still. And uh, Blanchfield would torch her as well. Wow. Wow. Dustin Gedko. proclamations there. Going in. There. Going in. Kate, so because you don't like Casey O'Neill, you feel the UFC should just <laughs> throw in there with Tyler Santos, who, by the way, could very well be fighting for the title in yes. her next fight against Valentina Shevchenko. Is. There's a very strong possibility that's the direction the UFC goes, maybe in a co-main event or in a three-title yeah. fight card throwing Shevchenko in there to fight Tyler Santos because there's nobody else there. Tyler's like, no, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to forego the title shot and I'm going to fight Casey O'Neill because I got to humble. I got to humble this big mouth. Listen, I think Casey O'Neill is doing the right thing right now. I, she be, Beating Roxy in the final fight and whatnot, like, yeah, it stinks. It was a bad position for her to be in, but she played it off perfectly. She played it off perfectly. And by the time, if she keeps winning and she gets to Valentina... And she keeps this heel persona, and you guys feel the same way you feel about her, and you give her that Alex Hernandez treatment. It's a big fight. It's a big fight, and you will watch for the exact same reason that you want her to fight Tyler Santos right now. 
listen, Dustin came at this with hate in his heart, Mike, and and I respect it. Uh, the other, uh, you know, if we're going to, and the other side of it, all right, Stephen Brighter wants the Casey O'Neill. There was a lot of uh, people suggesting Casey O'Neill versus some combination of Joanne Wood, Alexa Grasso, winner or loser. So Stephen Brighter was one of those people. He said O'Neill is the real deal, and will fight for the title before the end of 2023. I think that's a pretty safe estimate. Before the it, end of next year. Yeah, I it's possible. Yeah, she I hope they it. don't rush her, frankly. I mean, I hope she does go 3-0 or 4-0 this year. Um, but it's going to be hard because it, she's going to jump up real quick in the rankings. And at some point, Valentina, she just wants to stay busy and, and get fights. I hope it's later rather than sooner because I just want Casey O'Neill to really have time to develop. But honestly, you might see that by the end of this year. I don't want that. The UFC just might not have a choice if Valentina wants to fight. Because yeah, I don't, I don't right? think that's uh, yeah, no, she goes up to 130. She'll fight Tyler Santos, and then she's going to go up to 135 and fight whoever wins the rematch between Pena and Nunez. I hope so. I you hope have so. to do that. You have to. We don't, I don't. I don't know if that third Nunez fight ever happened. We keep they keep talking about it, but I think Pena's going to beat Nunez in the rematch anyways, and then you just do Pena called for it. So get let Pena try to get exact that revenge and let. Yeah. Shevchenko try to get that second title. I mean, I Pena, that. definitely. Yeah. If Pena beats uh, Nunez again, if you're Valentina Shevchenko, you've got to go up there. I mean, it's just such a favor. It's just such a fight you, you've you already won once and is really favorable. She would be like a three-to-one favorite as the challenger, which is pretty messed up. But I yeah. think that's – and I might be wrong. I might be underselling it, if we're being honest. For sure. she'd, be a, she'd be a huge favorite over Juliana Pena. Uh, Nunez would be a bit closer. But uh, like we said, yeah. we don't know if Nunez can get past Pena. Pena might have her number. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned this, Mike. What did you think of – Bobby Green, Tony Ferguson? That was a popular one. I know okay. it was very highly suggested in the comments. Sure. I, I Listen, Bobby Green, again, kind of like Taito Ivasa, you got to run him to the wheels fall off. I think you got to run him to the wheels fall off. He's very popular. He's super over. Let's go. Just if you want to throw him in there with Ferguson, fine. I'm okay with that. You want to give him Moicano, fine. Even the Connor idea, I'm not opposed to. It probably won't happen, but I'm not opposed to it. Give this guy a step up. I would love to see him in a main event in his next fight. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'd, yes. I'd love to see him in a, in a headline spot. Yeah. No, I love that matchup. Again, for some I guess it's just really hard to predict what the UFC is going to do with Ferguson and what Ferguson wants to do. So um, that one's always tricky. And then uh, another really popular one was the, uh, Matt, the Wells-Matthews rebooking, uh, or as we call it in the MMA media, the Matthew Wells uh, rebooking. Shout-outs to uh, Matt Wells of uh, MMA Junkie. It's a shame that one fell through because uh, we just really want to see that on screen. So, All right, sorry. Let me get back to a few individual picks here. I'll run through these. Uh, this, I think, was a perfect matchup for Orlovsky from, from Samus Law. Orlovsky versus, versus uh, Rogerio de Lima, Blagoy Ivanov winner, uh, UFC 274, May 7th. It's a bit farther down the road, so if Orlovsky wants to stay busy, I mean, that just he's going to have to wait. But it just it would be such a 2022 Orlovsky fight uh, for him to fight Ivanov or Delima. It's just this weird, mucky fight. I'm into it. I I'm really enjoy it. the way that, like, I hope every person on earth can once in their lives experience the way that Andre Arlovsky opponents look at him when they step in the octagon with him because they're just mesmerized by him. Tanner Bozier was mesmerized by him. Jared Vandera is mesmerized by him. They're just like, wow. They hear Dreamweaver by Gary Wright in the background, like Wayne's World, like I said on the Twitter spaces. <laughs> like they look at this guy like he's like he's a hero. And the more to, the, the more they book these kinds of fights, Arlovsky's gonna keep winning them. Cause it's a real thing. Like it is a real thing. All these guys 
are falling into that trap because most of the heavyweights have been fans of the sport for so long. And they remember Arlovsky's early days. They remember him as UFC champion. And then they get the chance to step inside the octagon with him. And it's just like, wow, like that thing is real. And we're seeing it with every time Arlovsky fights. So, yeah, I mean, that would probably happen again here. But, yeah, maybe throw him in there with the uh, with the vet and see and see. They, Mike, they remember his hair. They certainly remember his hair back in the day. My goodness, a magnificent. The man had a magnificent mane. He had a few great hairstyles. Uh, so people, yeah, if, if, if for some reason you're not familiar with just how legendary Andre Orlovsky is, just Google Andre Orlovsky hair, and I'm sure uh, Google Images will, will, will provide. Uh, UFC should sign Fedor and make Orlovsky versus Fedor uh, too. Yes, uh, uh, shout us to Affliction. Uh, rematch from the Affliction days, the infamous uh, Orlovsky jumping right into a uh, Fedor punch. We will never know what he was thinking there. Um, uh, I'll keep going here, guys. Uh, yeah, keep the comments coming. Uh, very much appreciated. Uh, we also had from Seamus Law, uh, Malcoon versus the Alex Pajeda Bruno Silva winner. Ah, man, if Alex Pajeda wins, they're going to fast track him to uh, to a title. So I just don't see it happening. Uh, Silva de Andrade versus Adrian Yanez and uh, Jeremiah Wells versus Phil Rowe. I like that one. Four Corner Sports NY. Uh, Brunson versus Hermansa. I know Mike mentioned this one. I do think that's one of the best possible matchups for Brunson. So I like that one. Um, Tui Vasa versus John Jones for the interim title. I don't know how you guys feel about that one. Uh, Lewis versus Miocic. Again, it's just a fresh matchup we all want to see. And then O'Neal versus uh, Jessica I if she loses to Manol Fioro at UFC 272 on March 5th. At UFC MMA Newsnet likes Lawrence versus Randy Costa and Bobby Green versus uh, Diego Fajeda. You can file the Fajeda matchup under like a fight that I swear had been booked. Apparently, it never has. Um, I, I I I thought I assumed they had at least been booked and fell through, but uh, somehow they've never crossed paths. Man, Lawrence Lawrence versus Costa. That's a tough one for Costa. That's a real <laughs> tough one for Costa. Yeah, I think Randy Costa. I think um, obviously a super talented guy. Uh, and I think someone that the UFC, you know, what would want to get behind is in the future. Um, but uh, I, I do wish, I think they need to be a little more delicate with this matchmaking. Again, it's hard. It's 135. There's so many killers. I don't know how much you can protect someone. Um, but again, he's pretty, inex- he's cost. How many fights is he like 10, 11? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. He, came, he came in at four and oh, yeah. And a very talented guy, but uh uh, you know, I, I I wish they could find a way to sort of to sort of build him up properly, but it's hard. It, it is hard at 135. Just you can bring in new people, and those guys are killers. I mean, it's just such a strong division right now, not just in the UFC but around the world. So, uh, Braden O'Neill, uh, Silva de Andrade versus Paiva, Wells versus Baeza, Grecian versus Prakniao, Derek Brunson versus Uriah Hall Muniz winner. That fight's going down April 16th, Mike. It'd be a rematch with Uriah Hall, and of course, a fresh matchup with. Uh, Muniz. Uh, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Again, Hall would want to get that win back. And uh, Muniz wants someone higher above him in the rankings, which Brunson currently is. Regardless of, of if he beats uh, Uriah Hall, I think Brunson will still be ranked higher. So um, definitely one with uh, uh, contender thoughts. Thank you for that one, Braden O'Neill. Uh, Marcus McGahey, I've given him plenty of love, but I will say, Mike, he was an advocate for the Casey O'Neill Jennifer Maya matchup. I know you think it's too soon, but. I think we could see that this year, but I do think next yeah. is not is probably not. Where I'm not. Ag- I'm not against the fight, but I'm kind. I'm. I'm with you to the point where we don't need to rush Casey too too quickly, and that's one of those that could be a trap fight for her. 
Although I would kind of favor Casey to win that fight, but that could be a trap fight based on the experience levels between the two of them. Yes, definitely. De- again, that's it's just a it's a high it's a high reward fight. We shouldn't say it's a high risk low reward fight. That's a high risk high reward fight. But again, it is the sort of thing where even if she won, I don't think people should be trying to get her into the cage with Valentina Shevchenko anytime soon. And Mike, you've outlined why a part won't happen anyway, but I'm just worried that that they might be left without a choice. Uh, she's just gonna she's just gonna beat the right people uh, and end up there. By the way, I'm sorry. I wanted to read a comment from earlier, Mike. I don't know who said it. They said me versus you for the BMF title, uh, guys. That would be for the BFF title, and that's a title that's a title that we actually share together. It's a tag and team ne- championship, would, and would never fight over. Would never fight over. Uh, not to be confused with the BTL championship that I have with uh, Christy King. Shout out to Kristen King out there. That's true. My BTL partner. We will team up soon on the show. Uh, the timing just hasn't been right. Uh, uh, he also <laughs> Blood Diamond versus Pete Rodriguez. Sure, why not? Loser leaves. Ten- why not? Right. Poor Pete Rodriguez got thrown into a hell of a matchup with uh, Jack Della Maddalena. On short notice, uh, good on you, Pete. I know it's an opportunity. You got to take any opportunity you can to get into the UFC. But uh, that was a horrible matchup for Pete Rodriguez. Blood Diamond, probably a little more. History. That's a great. That is the. That's the exact matchup. Well that's done. The actual, that's the actual pick right there. Marcus McGahey, he don't miss. Guys, he don't miss. Uh, Liam Perry, another of, of course of our favorites. Uh, Lawrence versus Tony Kelly. Uh, Dan Jod versus Castaneda. Again, a lot of people want that. And uh, Wells versus Nico Price. And he just had this to say about Roxy, a really nice comment. Sad to see Roxy retire, but she's doing it for the right reasons. Many fighters don't listen to their bodies and carry on way past due. Roxy, for the 2022 UFC Hall of Fame, uh, for what she has done for women's MMA and the sport in general. Uh, I would love to see that. I don't know if that happens anytime soon, but she lives in Vegas. I think she has a good relationship with Dana White in the UFC. I could certainly see her being inducted sometime in the future. Uh, Maybe even 2022. I'm not sure what they're... I don't think UFC has an official sort of policy where like, oh, you have to have been an active sit for five years. I think they pretty much just play it by year. So um, that would be very cool. So thank you, Liam Perry, for uh, for that suggestion. Um, only a few people on Twitter left. Uh, Barry O'Reilly. Uh, Mike, Barry O'Reilly wants to applaud you for how you handled his mic check last week. He he, he mic checked you on. He said you criticized Cop versus Sumadergy. And he, he just, the class and aplomb with which you handle these situations. He's just like, well, well done. He's, he's, uh, he's proud. I think Barry O'Reilly is proud of you. He caught me on a good That's day. He caught you. On a, you're lucky. You're lucky. Uh, again, you know, uh, uh, South Carolina Mike is uh, is a different guy. I still, I, I don't know how many bodies there would be in the chat and and in our DMs if uh, you if you had not left uh, the hellhole that is New England. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My wife's going back there today. Actually, oh, I feel so sorry for her. God bless her. Uh, Jeremiah Wells versus uh, Kuramagomedov from Eagle FC. I was like, I don't know if we can match people up with like that. But I, I don't mind people going outside the box. But I don't know if uh, Karamagomedov is leaving Eagle FC anytime soon. Um, but again, maybe they have some working relationship uh, with the UFC in the near future. Uh, Silva de Andrade versus Cheeto Vera 2. That would be pretty sick. I'm kind of into that. Uh, Arlovsky versus Chris Barnett. Win, lose, or draw against Martin Boudet on uh, April 16th. What do you think of that? <laughs> No, I don't like it. You don't like it? Why? No, and, and, this, and listen, I, I said this about Chris Barnett after he beat John Vellante. You just throw him in there with, like, top 70 guys. Like, that's who you batch Chris Barnett. Because you just want to see him style and win. This guy's not going to fight for titles. He knows he's probably not going to fight for titles. And maybe someday, who knows? What a story that would be if freaking Chris Barnett fought for a UFC title. But we kind of saw what happens when he faces these bigger vet guys. It doesn't really 
go that well. Yeah, the Rothwell fight. We saw yeah. the Rothwell fight. I know it was short notice, but still, yeah. like, I, I feel like we would see a lot of that in those situations. But you just throw Barnett in there with, like, you, you do the Joaquin Buckley build with Chris Bart with Chris Barnett. Where you just throw him in there with fun strikers and to a point where we, we're just expecting a knockout. We are just expecting a KO. Those are the kinds of matchups you you book Chris Barnett. And I like the I like the Boudet fight. I think that's one of those types of fights where someone's getting finished and we're going to see a Chris Barnett walkout and they better show the whole thing and he dances all the way to the octagon yeah. and dances out of it. It's fun stuff. I agree. Just to have him do fun stuff. And uh, if, if he happens to uh, flip flip uh, ass backwards into a uh, title fight someday, like Mark Hunt did once upon a time, then you book it. But you don't, yeah, you don't book fights for Chris Barnett thinking like, oh, how does this get him to the top 20? Just get him to the top 15, top 10. It's like, nah, let's just, just let him just let him kick ass and do crazy stuff. Um, and uh, Barry, uh, Barry also, Barry Riley also says this situation. He says, Izzy moves to 205. Obviously not crazy. We just saw him, we saw him compete for the title. He has said he's not done chasing the light heavyweight championship. Uh, Barry Riley says, I know crazier things have happened, but he, let's say he beats Kananir and he would beat Strickland as well. The only ones that might cause him problems are Hamza or Muniz, but they are a long way from a title shot. I don't know if Muniz is that far. Uh, so it would just hold the division up. Izzy moves up, vacates the title. Kananir fights the winner of Whitaker versus Strickland. Oh, we're making Kananir wait again? No, come on. Kananir would be would be one half of that interim uh, title fight if, if they or vacant, vacant title fight. They did something like that. I like the no. creativity, but yeah. You, you do, <laughs> yeah. What you do, like, yeah, you do. Cannon Air gets the title shot. You do Strickland versus a Rockhold or something like that. Just throw Strickland in there with anybody. Like, give him one more fight. Whoever, if he wins, he's next. Andre Muniz is interesting because if he beats Uriah Hall and wants to turn around relatively quickly, I think you th- give him the Derek Brunson fight. You give it to Muniz. Okay. Because yeah. Brunson, yeah. I agree. The passing of the torch kind of yes. fight potentially. And if Muniz beats Derek Brunson, and puts him and stops him, which he, there's a very good chance he would um, if that fight ever it gets to the ground. Then you gotta you got your next guy, and then we gotta remember Alex Pajeda too, because you know the UFC is gonna try to do whatever they can to try to get that fight done before Izzy goes to 205. So we'll see. Uh, Rashad John in the comments says Ariel Helwani versus Jed Mashu in a heel versus heel matchup. I I mean I really think that has to come to BTL someday. Uh, you know, fingers crossed we can make that happen. You know, Jed Mashu wants all of that smoke. Uh, he's wanted a piece of Helwani for a long time. No, I sh- you know what, Mike? That's inaccurate. He doesn't want a piece of Helwani. He wants the whole damn thing. So uh, whether, <laughs> whether that happens on your show, uh, perhaps or perhaps some other piece of MMA fighting programming, uh, fingers crossed we make that happen. But uh, I've seen a lot of people want to see something like that. So, yeah. Uh, a couple more from Twitter. Timmy Osho, I like his suggestion of Moikano versus Damir Ismagulov. And our man in Denmark, Tok Gerding Jensen, our first time hearing from you, sir, in uh, 2022. So welcome back. Uh, uh, also likes Kyler Phillips versus Randy Costa. I did mention that before, I think. Did I say, or did I say De Silva, DeAndre? Anyway, Kyler Phillips versus Randy Costa and uh, Ulberg versus Marcin Pracnio. Sure. Uh, just a handful to go through here, guys. We've got, I just got a few, a few emails I want to read and a few, we're almost done here and a few Instagrams. Thank you everyone who has tuned in, by the way, to this live edition. Again, we're not going to do this all the time for big shows. Uh, and of course, Jake Paul fights. You probably will be seeing our lovely faces on a on a sunday morning or a sunday word time whatever wherever it is you are uh jay donaghy coming in <laughs> and uh, i just want to he said o'neill versus blanchfield and called it mike hex nightmare you would hate that fight i a lot no, of people would. i wouldn't hate it i would hate it right the second but i wouldn't hate it like ever but not next no 
no, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, our pal Casey Carpenter, uh, I wanted to read, I read it before the show, Mike, but I want people to know about this. They said, great work this week. Happy birthday to Mike. It was Mike's birthday on Saturday. And uh, he should do a shoey. Uh, Mike, pretty adamantly against it. I'm not a fan either. Uh, Mike, I would not make you do that. But uh, people do an honorary. If you, if, you will, if you people imbibe, if you indulge in shoeys, please do one for, for Mike uh, during the Super Bowl. Um, also, to help get over the fact that, that New England you know, didn't make this year. Um, they didn't have a great chance, but uh, it would have been cool to see again. So, And uh, I'm sure they're, they're not far away from it. Uh, they also like Arlovsky versus Lewis. I don't mind that. That's fine. It feels like it's time. It's fine. It's Doesn't fine. It, it feels like they've been dodging each other for too long. It feels like it's time. <laughs> it's, yeah. And it's okay. uh, Joe Young, our last email, he says, your Melbourne matchmaker here. I think it was Joe who corrected me before and said, like, uh, even though Melbourne is the correct way to say it, if you're not from, you know, if you don't have an Australian accent, you're not from Australia, like Melbourne, Melbourne is or Melbourne is perfectly acceptable. Mike, what do you think of this one? Uh, yeah, uh, one of these names has a fight book, but Casey O'Neill versus Lauren Murphy. Now, Joe says, I know Murphy is scheduled to fight Misha Tate. Win or lose, I feel like she will not fight Valentina. Uh, yeah, yes, that's true. Yes, obviously. Uh, Murphy has a decent name to give O'Neill the rub. Rankings-wise, Murphy would be a big step up in the rankings. But I feel like betting-wise, O'Neill would be the favorite. So I do think, Mike, regardless of what happens with Misha Tate, we could see Lauren Murphy uh, be next in line for Casey O'Neill. Yeah, it's possible. But again... I don't know. We'll see. I kind of like it. I kind of like the idea. I, I like the thinking there because, again, uh, Lauren Murphy probably is not close to another title shot. But man, I just I I do think they they find that she's I don't think she's anywhere near retiring. Uh, and I think they got to find creative ways to use her. So that so that might be the way to do it. And let's close out with our Instagram. Gosh, our wild boys. Uh, these guys are. I don't. I don't even know where to begin with these guys. Okay, uh, first let's start with a, with a newcomer, uh, Perth Sports Guy, and I'm gonna guys. I'm gonna shout out his blog. I checked it. That doesn't seem anything offensive. So, Perth Sports Guy. Perth, by the way, guys, obviously in Australia, P E R T H. Perth Sports Guy. WordPress.com. So show the man some love. Give the man some clicks. Um, thank you for sending in. He didn't know how to. He said he wasn't trying to send in uh, questions. It's, it's it, well now you'll know from now on Perth Sports Guy for listening. Uh, and if you've listened before, we say it at the end of every show. Uh, anyway, Barry Green versus Ivan McGregor or Diaz. Winnable for all and would be a straight boxing fest. The build would be nuts. Green would be cheap. <laughs> UFC likes that. Relative unknown. So Nate and Connor would get paid. I would hope that uh I would hope that Ryan Green would get paid as well. Uh Naoya Inui bitch. They said they changed their obscene username. Was, this is still obscene. Okay. <laughs> what was it? What was it before? Maybe there was an F-word in there. I don't remember. Oh god. Uh Casey O'Neill, Grasso Wood winner, tied to Avasa Aspinall, Volkov winner, Hanato Moikano, Drew Dober, Ricky Glenn winner. All right, I don't want to read out all these. Uh Dad Jackson always coming with some wild stuff. Also likes Bobby Green versus Nate Diaz. And uh Mike asked, could Lewis win the title uh in the PFL? Could Derek Lewis? Yes. I'd have to know who's in it this year. He's I mean, it depends. I don't think right now. I apologize. That's fine. I don't think they've announced the roster yet for the 2022 season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Verdum would presumably be in there. He'd do well. I, th- I think he'd make it at least to the finals. He might win it. Who knows? I'm just trying to think. Verdum, um, Bruno Capalotza. I think he won, right? I think he was yeah. last year's champion. Yeah, he'd do well against a lot of these guys. There are quite ah, there are a lot of guys who could kind of muck things that kind of make fights ugly. But but I think Derek Lewis is better than those that I'm giving him credit for. So, um, 
<laughs> oh, no, is watching live and just DM me and this. Oh, I tried to change it. I'm sorry. Well, you just made me swear again. And I already did that earlier. No, yeah. So uh, you should feel terrible. Uh, Tune, Tune coming in with uh, Moicano versus Gillespie. Uh, Matt Bradbury. Okay. Also, someone else trying to keep the Wells versus Means uh, fight alive, the Matt Wells matchup. And I want to close out. Uh, Matt Bradbury had a lot of other good picks. He always does. But I want to close out with. Oh, sorry. I should show some love. Sorry. Daniel Marcoulis, a first-timer, says Wells versus Matthews. Rebook it. I already read uh, Daniel Marcoulis. Come oh, wait, on. That, that was, that, oh, you got the Daniel Marcoulis doubling up? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Never I'm dead. sorry. Oh, okay. Is that, was he a first-timer for you as well? No. Why would he send it to, why would he send it to me also? I don't know, because he wants maybe the guarantee. Should don't I do block, that. Should I block him? No, don't block him. We already said his name. He, we said his name. <laughs> Thank good. you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. I will remember now that you're a, du- you're a doubling upper. All right. Uh, let's, then let's get to our pal, uh, Michael Conifray, who runs the wonderful Otno and MMA Fighting Memes uh, page. People, please follow that page. Subscribe. Like like it. Like all the stuff on there. It's hilarious. Uh, he had some great comments. Uh, they said, I think first, uh, Michael says, I think Khabib's soul left his body and entered <laughs> Jeremiah Wells. I don't know what that means. Uh, now that Jed is a full-time member of MMA Fighting, I think it's time he has his own show. My idea, Jed and an outside guest have a chat uh, on an upcoming fight card, and it's called The Asshole's Guide to UFC 271, for example. Uh, I sent the idea to Jed. He didn't seem against it. <laughs> I think I told him I suppose it's a compliment. Uh, Jed's just laughed and said, uh, I, I'm a truth teller. So he didn't say no. He didn't say no. Uh, Malcoon versus Adolfo Vieta. And uh, Michael calls this dad bod versus Chad bod. Ouch. <laughs> uh, still wants the quote unquote Gemini, Gemini man matchup between Victor Henry and Kyler Phillips. I don't think they look that much alike. And uh, finally, uh, is there anybody that looks more like an actual boxer in the octagon than Bobby Green? I don't think so. He's earned a big fight. Give him Michael Chandler. Sure. That was a pot. Yeah, I've seen a few of those. I love that. I love that. That yeah. make that happen. That would be one of maybe my number one of maybe my if I my magic wand picks, uh, other than fixing the heavyweight division, uh, the top of it. I love Bayer Green versus uh, Michael Chandler. Yeah, I mean it looks like the UFC is trying to do Chandler versus Ferguson. Maybe the loser of that fight gets Bobby Green. I'm fine with either of that. I mean, either of those two guys. So sure. Uh, I see Wes S asking in the comments, where do we send the Otno picks? It's, well, it's funny. This is where we this is where we mentioned it. So Wes S and anyone watching who hasn't sent in picks before, you can hit me up, guys, on Instagram. Uh, D, my, all my DMs are open on all my social media. Hit me up on Instagram at Alexander KK Lee, on Twitter at Alexander K Lee, just the one K on Twitter. Or please or email me. This is my guys, you can hit me in my work email, alex.lee at sbnation.com. Hit me up on any of those. Mike, where can they reach you? Uh, we can do Instagram, uh, M underscore heck JR. That's where you send the pics. And then we'll go from there. Twitter. You can find us. AK is very organized with that stuff. I just do the Instagram DMS and yeah. we appreciate everybody. So, and please try not to hit up both of us. All right. Yeah, please, no, uh, double no, no. <laughs> no double dipping. No double. Marcus, you don't double dip the chip. You don't do it. Marcus on Instagram. I see your spreadsheets in my DMS too. You're not fully, you're not getting that one past me. <laughs> 100%. Okay. <laughs> okay. So live edition is coming to, is has ended. We'll Woo. be back live again March sixth after UFC two seventy two, headlined by Mazdal versus Covington. But this show continues on on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network because there is a UFC event next week. It is UFC Vegas forty eight. It was supposed to be headlined 
by Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Faziv. That is now the co-main event of UFC 272. So the new main event is Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. Then we got Kyle Dawkins versus Jamie Pickett. Jim Miller is back against Nicholas Mota. Joaquin Buckley versus Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Parker Porter, Alan Bodeau, Jesse Strader, Chad and Ellinger. Chaz Skelly, Mark Striegel, Mario Batista, Khalid Taha. No, actually, I believe Taha's out of that fight. So, oh no, maybe an opponent to be announced. Uh, Diana Belbita versus Gloria DePaula. Jessica Rose Clark is back at Stephanie Egger. And a name that comes up very often on, on to the next one is back for his second UFC fight in his normal weight class at 145. David Onama yes. versus Gabriel Benitez. Exciting. Absolute banger. Good matchup on that uh, on that card. So that's the card as of right now. And we will see you next week. And just an important lesson for our Otno fans, old and new. Always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. And we'll have fun once again on the MMA Podcasting Network. Talking UFC Vegas 48 right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Go Bengals. Yes. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.